Hello and welcome back to the Golden Hurricast, a weekly podcast covering Golden Hurricane athletics at the University of Tulsa. I'm Ryan Token. I'm Matt Rexing. And I'm Pat Fox. And today we're going to talk about Tulsa's tough loss against Memphis. We'll preview next week's game against a down Navy team, cover our two strong basketball wins this last week, and how good we're feeling about Taplin and Jeffries. So let's get to it. Stay golden. Hurricane. Are we starting? Is this, okay, is this real? I guess we're not. I think I think Tulsa kind of said the same thing. Like Seth Boone was like, "Is this real? Are we starting?" Oh. Are we so sorry. I <laughs> yeah. didn't realize that we're not starting right now. Right. Yeah, it kind of feels like every Tulsa game. Like, oh, oh, it's the first quarter when we're supposed to start playing, not like the end of the fourth in garbage time. Oh, we started in the third quarter. A bit. That's when we like. I don't know how many points did we have in that third quarter. I don't remember. But. Fourteen. Yeah, I think fourteen because yeah. we're, we're that down. definitely counts as. What were we down? Twenty-seven zero going into half. Yeah, it was ugly. Mm-hmm. Our basketball team almost led up less points than our football team did. Um, Ouch. <laughs> almost as relative. Yeah. We gave up like 53 still. That's that's really good for basketball. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It sucks. Uh, it was it was really bad. The defense, as we expected, um, couldn't really slow down Henderson at all. He did really well. Ran for 166 yards and a touchdown against us. Which you two know, touchdowns. I felt like it was a slow day for was, Henderson. Yeah, two touchdowns. Right. So, yeah, maybe that was even slow uh, for him. We held him to lower than his average, though. Average carry? Yeah, 7.6 versus, like, 8.6. Oh, sorry, Tulsa fights. I thought we were celebrating because we held, like, him on his average. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just he's a tough one. So, I mean, I guess maybe we didn't do – I mean, it was still bad. But I mean, for better us, better than normal, I guess, against the run, against a guy like that. I mean, under 300. Yeah. But still, uh, it's just tough to give up that many points in a game. And when the offense doesn't start kind of producing until the th- third quarter, then that's that's what happens. You come up with a game like that. So, what were you guys' kind of general thoughts on the game as a whole and going forward? Do we make any changes or are we kind of set in stone for these last two games? We're set in stone. We'll see what everybody's got left. Um, yeah, I say try to. I'm sure they're going to try hard for the seniors on senior day and all that stuff. All you want to say, but yeah, it's there's nothing really left to play for. I just say I feel like their all hope was just taken away on that fourth down by Memphis that when a Caleb Evans had pass interference. Oh yeah, geez, that sucked so much. That was God. That was a killer. Yeah, it wasn't even a bad. It didn't even look like a bad. Uh, he was holding the whole time. Yeah, yeah it's a good call. And, but the thing was, the guy threw the ball like 10 feet over the receiver's right. head. Right, that's what so I'm saying. So you're like, God damn, Caleb Evans, please don't hold there. Yeah. I think it was like, yep, we're going to lose. <laughs> right. And the the other killer, and we were already way down at this point, but um, I think it was that Pop Williams guy. Oh, had yeah. Had that punt that return punt touchdown. Return was, Dude, that was, that was a, an incredible play, first of all, by that guy. But still, it was, <laughs> it was just so demoralizing. what I've been talking about every week is we're exposing him too much, and now we get a punt return touchdown. Exposing who? Bennett. He's been punting too oh, much. Yeah. And we finally, they finally figured it out. Yeah. There's so much game tape on him. We're like, oh, this guy this guy punts line drives. We can return it. Yeah, right. And we actually, um, their, their kick returner, that Tony Pollard from Memphis, is like one of the best, at least last year he was one of the best kick returners in the country. And so nobody kicks to him anymore this year. We kicked it to him. Like, why? Why do, why do we do that? Everybody else knows not to do this. And he didn't really hurt us that bad, which was a good thing. But I'm like, I'm like weird. watching this punt return right now, and it's like not not fun. Yeah, oh, we missed so many tackles. I forgot about that. He ran right into traffic, and then was like, "Oh wait, no, spin move out of it." Yeah, I know. And then, yep. Yeah, special teams was really disappointing this week. That's what I'm gonna say. Yeah, it was hard. That's a pretty impressive showing by special teams to be like the worst unit of the week. Yep. In, bad in news. this week, right? Uh, Corey Corey Taylor had a. Had a good game, though, as a bright spot for our offense. Um, Mr. Consistent, kind of, he's become. And he had, I think, 24 carries. It looks like 24 carries, 117 yards, two touchdowns. The interesting thing 
was that Brooks only had 11 carries. So I don't know if Montgomery is kind of realizing or deciding that uh, Taylor is, I think is the go-to guy, or is he hurt a little bit? Well, it seems like it. And also, just looking at, looking at it, he didn't. It was once he fumbled it. I think he still oh, yeah. had as many carries, and so I wonder if they said like, "If you're not going to hold on the ball, we're going to go with Taylor who doesn't Could be. fumble it." Yeah, and Taylor's had a better I couple mean, of weeks. Fumbling hasn't been a Brooks issue all season. No, but it could just be just a, a team wide. Sometimes, sometimes coaches have like a quick pull. Yeah, for that kind yeah, of and it could be like, just we're struggling, like, and then we turn over the ball, like, yeah, we're going to give it to the other guy. And I mean, Taylor yep. was having a good game, so yep. it's not like you're not hurting yourself too much by giving more carries to Taylor. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, we've been saying, specifically Pat really has been saying he thinks Corey Taylor has been the more effective runner for a long time. Um, looked like it this last game. So, maybe you're right. I know. Um, <laughs> and another guy who I've been, we've all been ringing this guy's bell all year. He actually had a good game with Zayvon Collins. Yeah, for big, sure. That was a really impressive uh, forced fumble he had. Dude, that was incredible. Yeah, so... He's a he's a redshirt freshman guy, so we got like at least three more years, or potentially three. I'd be I don't know the last time a TU player left college early for the NFL. <laughs> I know somebody. I know, yeah. I know one announcer said that, but yeah. I'd be surprised. Even how good Zayvon Collins is, right? But he looks like a monster, and I'm really excited um, for his like TU career. Yeah, that play that he forced the fumble, and then he like the guy was down. He like crawled over him fast enough to get his own forced fumble. It was it was an incredible. What play. about this? Nobody's talked about this. Zayn Collins played quarterback in high school. I know. I know. Like, why don't we throw... Hey, we're not going to, you know, but... Should Zayn Collins be our next quarterback? Yeah. <laughs> well, Zach Smith is our next quarterback, I think. Yeah. If Zach Smith doesn't... That's how you know next season will be bad. <laughs> if, he's... if Zach Smith cannot win the starting quarterback yeah, job. Right. As much as much Seth Boomer love you can have, from what we've seen from him... He's getting better every week, it He's looks like. He's getting better every week, but like, if we actually want to be like bowl eligible, he doesn't seem like a bowl eligible quarterback right now. Right now, true. But in offseason and... But Zach Smith's like a senior age next year he would be. Yeah. He'd be, so like if, if a guy that age who's supposed to be that polished and that good, if he can't beat out like yeah. a sophomore Seth Boomer, that no, would you're be right. troubling. Yeah, I hope I see him. I hope we can see him next year. I think we will. Uh, the writing looks like it's on the wall for him. So it'll be cool to see him, hopefully, in the spring game and then in the fall scrimmage and see what he's all about. I didn't pay as much attention to him as maybe I should have in this year's spring game and fall game, uh, fall scrimmage. So looking forward to that. But uh, Boomer, if he's the if he's the backup, that's a good spot for him. I don't know if um, you know Skipper's out for the season and uh, President, I guess, President's a senior, right? So he's going to be... Well, he's also done with football. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He, yeah, that's I said he's hanging it up. Yeah, that's, that really sucks. Is it, you see, like, Chris Minters, like, wearing his jersey for the rest of the year? Yeah, that's or, really cool. That's yeah. nice of him, yeah. Is that, was well, that because, were they teammates? They were teammates in high school. In high school, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's pretty awesome. So nice nice gesture yeah. from Chris. Uh, yeah. Who else did well that game? Um, Hobbs? Hobbs? Yeah. Pretty good. Five catches, 59 yards. Oh, the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, the touchdown catch. Evans had an up and down game for his second one back. He had a couple good pass defenses, like he had the third down on the goal line, mm-hmm. but then also he had that pass interference and he got burned a couple of times. Yeah, um, he got burned. I remember. So once yeah, too. it was a it was a, it was a tough game for everybody. Yeah, Memphis. They they just seem like a good team. I'm surprised at their record this year. Uh, I don't know why they're not as, you know, they've got a good passing offense. They've got a great rushing offense. The West is chaos. The West is chaos, but they're not even they're not even tied for the. I'm not sure their coach is the very good. Really? Yeah. Game in game management. I mean, when you, when you say that, any other situation, if you said, "Man, they have such good players. They have such all this good, good, good. Why are they losing? Where would you?" <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, probably the coach, I guess. But um, I mean, their defense hasn't been great all year, so that's been a big part of it too. Uh, it is weird though. Like maybe it is the coach, but he's been he's such a hot commodity. He was last year too. I mean, Montgomery, oh, really? I guess, was a hot commodity too. <laughs> I thought the one before him was the hot commodity. He was. And he's at Norvell Virginia, Virginia Tech. Um, yeah, he Fuentes was. Or whatever. And now yeah. Norvell is. Norvell is the current coach, right? Yeah, I didn't know he was like I didn't know people were looking for him for hiring. Last year, he turned down a Power Five job to stay at Memphis. Oh damn. Okay. Um, but this has been a down year for them. So, yeah. I don't know. They lost to Navy. I remember who we play this week, and but that was it was like pouring down rain that game. So their passing game was kind of yeah, put but away. But the, like, I know. So Navy was able to stop Daryl Henderson. I'm surprised. I don't. I don't know what's going on. But whatever. I feel just kind of unenthused talking about this because this is loss number eight so far. Yeah. And I just like now I'm thinking we're gonna finish three, <laughs> three and nine. Step up from last year. Who are we? Who are we beating? 
Maybe. Maybe. I don't think, think we'll we beat be. SMU. Yeah, not anymore. I would have said Especially we would earlier. They're playing for the West title. I know, point. and they're looking. They're coming off the Houston win. Like they're looking good. Uh, it's crazy. So they're who's their uh, Ben Hicks is starting to actually play like he was projected to play all year. So that's that's scary. Should have played. We should have played. We should have played them like right after they got blown out by North Texas. That would have been better. Guys, fun fact. No, if I beat Token in fantasy this week, I have the same record as Tulsa. Hey, nice. Oh, you're really bad at fantasy <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry Le'Veon Bell's trash. Don't get me started. Leonard Fournette comes back this week. It's been a tough year, Matt. God damn it. Well, we want to do our players of the game and kind of move on to basketball? That sounds like the most amazing thing ever. <laughs> All right. Let's knock him out then. Uh, okay, so I'll start. For offense, I actually went with Justin Hobbs for my player of the game just because I'm happy that he is kind of producing like we were hoping, kind of around the area we were hoping he was going to produce all year. Had five catches, not a ton of yards. It was 59 yards, but the touchdown catch, and that's the second week in a row he's had a touchdown catch. So When you say around the area, do you just say, like, how many catches in yards or, like, catching touchdowns? Touchdowns. Okay. That's what I want to see from – Hobbs is, like, the big guy. We should be throwing him in the end zone. And so I'm glad that he's kind of scoring now. So happy to see that. Uh, going to give it to him because, I mean, Corey Taylor probably – had the better game total, but I like to see Hobbs with the production there. I'd agree. That's why I went with Corey Taylor. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, he has had another solid game, hundred yard over hundred, two touchdowns, just kind of the I don't know, Bell Cow, like you can count on Corey Taylor. Yep. What year is he? He's a sophomore. True sophomore. Okay, nice. Man, that is Brooks awesome. Brooks and Taylor are both sophomores, yeah. right? And Gosh, that's gonna yeah, be sweet. Our running backs are stacked for the running backs have been definitely the bright spot for the offense this year. Yeah. And so you just got to hope, like, I'm curious next year with our line to see how Taylor, who was my offensive player of the game this week, does. <laughs> because we gave up five sacks, um, and our rushing was, I mean, Taylor had 117 yards, but we only had 112 total. But, I mean, okay, to be fair, part of that is because the way college records stats is really stupid, and that sacks are counted as negative rushing yards. I think it's that article, right? Yeah, the yeah. one on, uh, was it on Nation. Dynasty? No, it was on SB Nation. Okay, yeah, but... Like, that really should be negative passing yards or just not counted as negative yards right. Yeah, in that regard. but It should be negative yards against the team. So you do that. We actually had 147 rushing yards, which is decent, but compared to, like, what we can do, what we did against UConn, and what kind of runners we had, not very good in comparison, I guess. It's yeah. Just kind of sucked. So I'll give it to Corey Taylor. Uh, he really... Did well, even though it, I don't really think we had a lot of push. That dank, dank push was not there. Uh, yep, agreed. All right, so on defense, I'm going to give it Zayvon Collins. We already talked about him. He had 12 tackles. All of them were solo. Yep. Two tackles for loss, two passes defended. I don't know who else you could pick. Yeah, I had him too. Yeah, the master so tackler, Zayvon Collins, with all those solo tackles. Um and a forced fumble, and two pass defense, and two and two tackles for loss. That was a good game by Collins. Yeah, that forced fumble play was just so good. <laughs> You're repeating what I said. <laughs> exactly. But I gave him a cool nickname, the master tackler. <laughs> yeah, so I had him too for all the same reasons. Mostly that fumble, uh, the fumble recovery that he caused and recovered. So cool. Loved it. That was a great play. Pat, you want to start with special teams? Yeah, I'll go with Jan Anderson. He had a good return. That's about it. Everybody else sucked. <laughs> right. Yep, I picked the same one. So. <laughs> Matt? Uh, I'll go with Sam Crawford. Had four kick returns for a total of 74 yards with a long one of 22. But I don't know because I don't remember that one. So I'm thinking he just ran out of the end zone, in yeah. which case 22 sucks. Yeah, right. I thought his average was 18.4, yeah. and that's not good for returns. Yeah, as, a, as, I'm reading that, as I'm reading that, I'm like, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, but... Uh, I don't know. Who else would I give it to? Like Romo for making three PATs? Yeah. Really, <laughs> very, very it's average. Really exciting. So, yeah. Anderson was the only one who had a kind of a cool play, yeah. I think. I mean, could be ben forgetting it, ben something. And it did have a 60 yard punt. Yeah. But yeah. He, he, he also line drive into a touchdown. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. So let's do a quick preview on Navy next week and then we'll get into basketball. So, Navy, actually, this is probably a winnable game for us. Um, it's at 2.30 on CBS. Winnable game does not mean it's, I'm jinxing them. <laughs> okay. So we play Navy at 2.30. It's at Navy. Uh, it's on CBS Sports Network um, on Saturday. 
So they are two and eight this year, which is crazy because Navy over the past like five years has been like Mr. Consistent as a team. Always have been pretty good, um, but for whatever reason, not this, not the case this year. They have always like I think last year they started um, Zach Abbey for most of the year. End of the season they benched him for Malcolm Perry last year. So then beginning of this season it's been kind of transitioning between Malcolm Perry and this guy Garrett Lewis at the starting quarterback. Uh, Garrett Lewis is way more of a passer. Like when he's in the game, they they throw like 15 passes a game, um, compared to when it's Malcolm Perry or Zach Abbey, they throw like two two or four passes a game. The hell is a Navy pass? I know exactly. And so they've been they started off really you know not great, and so all of a sudden now Zach Abbey is back in the starting position again. He started last game against UCF and against um, who was it Cincinnati and Notre Dame I think. Uh, Cincinnati freaking smoked. Navy though, like that's thirty-eight the, to that's, zero. That's, yeah, that game against Cincinnati was really their only like awful game this year. I know because right. they're all their other losses. Like they lost to number twelve UCF by eleven. They lost to Notre Dame by twenty-two. But I mean Notre Dame's the third best yeah, team in the country. Exactly. They they hung in with Houston. They close to Temple. I guess Air Force was the other one. They got blown thirty-five-seven. Yeah, that was but crazy. I think Air Force is good this year. They are. Yep. But they lost to Army. Is Army? I think Army is very the best good. One. Yeah. yeah. Army is one of the best group of five teams. Yeah, and then I beat. They beat Memphis, who beat us, and then they smoked Lehigh. Yeah. And lost barely to a Hawaii team that was playing their second game of the season instead of their first. And Hawaii so, is also pretty good this year yeah. too. So their cl- their losses. I mean, I would say they're similar to ours in that yep. they really only have one or two bad losses. Yep. Are really bad. Yeah, they've been in them. Um, but the <laughs> the bad thing is that if Garrett Lewis isn't the starter against us, it's going to be all run all the time, and that is our kryptonite. Yeah, but so, if we just like put all eleven on the line. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So like we talked about this last week, not doing the three three five anymore for maybe yeah, for Memphis. We still did, um, and we still did. You know, which is fine because they have a passing game, right? So it's you know you could see that. But if it's definitely stack the box. If Garrett stack. Lewis isn't the starting quarterback, maybe even if he is. Maybe we this this game of all games all season would be the game not to do this. So it'll be interesting to see if the coaching staff budges on stuff like this, or if they're happy with what we've done this season, so they just stick with it. You know, um, but I would like to see some mixing it up a little bit. I mean, I'm happy with what our pass defense has done, but I'm not happy yeah, with what our rush right. defense. Exactly. So yeah. I would hope they're not happy either. I know. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, I'm hoping it is. Not Garrett Lewis. I'm actually. I'm hoping it is Garrett Lewis, a quarterback, because then they'll throw more often and run less often. But I'm thinking it's going to be Zach Abbey at starting quarterback, and Malcolm Perry. He hasn't started for a long time for them anymore, so probably not him. But yeah, we'll see what happens. Um, I don't know how good their defense is supposed to be. Uh, probably kind of. Usually they have a pretty decent defense, but not sure. But what do you guys think? Who wins this game? I'll go Navy. Boo. Uh, probably. Wait, wait, I can't say that. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Yeah. You hate the Vets. Mm-hmm. Um, Navy 38 to 21. I've also got Navy winning this one. I just am having a hard time picking. I got way too excited about the UConn game last week. Uh, and then I was put back in my place this time, this week. So I've got Navy winning at 34 31. Hmm. Okay. So I got some statistical rankings overall. Okay. Um, so Navy, very consistent on offense and defense on pass and rush defense. They are 95th in rush and 94th in passing. So they give up 197, 196 yards on the ground, 250 yards in the air for 104th overall. They are the third best average rushing, like third best rushing offense. Really? Yeah, they average like 296 yards a game. That's how it goes. That's all you do. Bottom, absolute 130 (laughs) in passing with 65 yards a game. Yep, not surprised. Yeah, so um, they're not going to pass. Just going to say that. Garrett Lewis, they might pass. Yeah, okay, but even if they're going to pass very infrequently still. Yeah. And so. Same amount as us two weeks ago when uh, we had nine or 15 pass attempts or whatever. Yeah, but that was against UConn. UConn sucks. Yeah. Uh, We don't suck. So they're maybe eh. less. We don't. Our pass We suck. Don't you? Our, pa- our pass defense doesn't suck, and so they're yeah. gonna like. Right. They're gonna be like, why would we pass? Absolutely. When we, when we can't pass, when we can run. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna pass. Agreed. Um. All right. So let's see. Against Navy at Annapolis in November. 
I really am sad about football. Against your boy, Ken Niamatololo. Yeah, I'm a really big fan of uh, Navy's coach. So, uh, after last week, I just I don't know how we win. I know. Yeah. The answer is to score more points than the other team, but I don't know if we can do that. <laughs> so, I'm going to say Navy wins this game, but they win it 21-17. to 17. So, we all just picked... To lose against the two and eight team. That's the state well, of Tulsa football right now. We're also two and eight. <laughs> I know, but That's like, geez, it thing. sucks. It sucks so much. Oh, it's sad. Let's move on to basketball so we can stop talking about football for a should while. I, should I just, so we can keep it all together, do my depressing stat so that I don't. Is it a football depressing stat? It is. It is a then yes. Let's do it. Pat. Oh, sorry, guys. Matt's depressing stat of the week. Okay, so my depressing stat of the week is indeed about football, and it is. This game was our worst offensive game of the year and our worst defensive game of the year. Yay! Like, we gave up 487 yards to UConn, which was our worst defensive game <laughs> up of the year up to that point. We had our worst defensive game of the year against UConn? UConn Jesus yeah. Christ. Well, I mean, to be fair, we brought in, like, oh, yeah, true. all the second string in the second half. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, we uh, we gave up 499 yards. Last week we gave up 487. And then we only had... Oh, I, lost my, I lost my team stats. 252 yards? Is that... Yeah, 252 yards of total offense. That sucks. Sad, man. It's really depressing. Yeah. Especially that they happened in the same week. Right. <laughs> like, we went from 600-plus yards last week to 252. Jeez. Yeah, we thought this was going to be the game. I know. That's my thought about out. us carrying the confidence over from UConn to Memphis was absolutely, absolutely wrong. Uh, Probably nothing carried over geez. at all. <laughs> it's like it's like when you go from like eighth grade to freshman year of high school, and like, this is going to be the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. No. Nope. <laughs> Dang. Well, in much better news, basketball is undefeated. So we had two games this last week. We played Alcorn State in the first in our home opener. And then South Carolina State, and we won both those games. Alcorn State, 73-56, to 56, we won. And South Carolina State, we won 74-52. to 52. So two pretty big wins, uh, I think. 73-57. Very consistent scores. I know, yeah. We have one point away in both of those, and the defense was only a four-point difference. So, yeah, very consistent. Uh, we looked pretty bad in the first half against Alcorn State, and then all the other quarters of basketball that we played, we looked Pretty or halves of basketball, I guess. We looked really good. The first ten um, minutes of South Carolina State yes. looks like trash. Yeah, we on I think offense. we scored seven points in the, yeah. yeah, on offense. On both both games they were like I was like watching the Alcorn yeah. game, I was like sitting in my seat like this kinda sucks right yeah. now. I should be blowing them out. I know. Right. It wasn't until like the last seven minutes of that game. That About we South like, Carolina, you mean? Well no, State? Alcorn. Oh, okay. Yeah, well I mean both games we, we started off pretty slow. Yeah. yeah. But uh, Alcorn we were only we up by three it, at halftime. We picked it up against South Carolina State a lot quicker. Yeah. yeah. Alcorn, I think it was like seven minutes left in the game is really when Taplin started started to take over. And yeah. like we went from up three to right. just kind of like yeah. went on a run. Uh-huh. South Carolina State, it was kinda of like mm, seven minutes left in the first half instead yeah. of the game. So that was a lot better. <laughs> yeah, much much preferred that way. Um, but Alcorn State, Taplin was the leading scorer that game. He had 16 points. Um, and then South Carolina State, Jeffries was the leading scorer. He had 18 total, and 16 of those 18 points were in the second half, which is pretty awesome. He made it look pretty easy out there. And I know it's South Carolina State, but still, that's a D1 opponent. So very cool. Well, he was hampered the first game because Frank Hayes kept Taking him out. Because yeah. Fouls. You know, he only played 14 minutes that first game. It was nuts. Yeah. I, I mean, like, every coach does it. I mean, makes sense. But there is, like, stats that, prove, that show that taking somebody out never, like, stops foul trouble. Like, leaving them in does not, there's no difference between leaving them in and taking them out. What? For, like, if they're foul more. Yes. What do you mean? They, if they're not in the game, they can't foul. So, how is there not a correlation? But then the second, this, the freaking second he got back in, he got a third <laughs> foul. Yeah. Maybe. It, it just completely throws him off, like, Russ Wise. Yeah. So I don't know, especially, like especially in the first game. If you get your third foul, I get it. Pull him for the first half. But I don't always like the idea of just because you get two fouls, he can't play the rest of the first half. Yeah, I mean, the first, I think the, yeah, no, you're right. There's there's no debating that, really. Um, the minutes were really spread out for both these games. More so in the first game, kind of, I think the, the lowest minute total was Darian Jackson, who started the game, had 11 minutes. Uh, even, yeah, the next closest was Simon Falcon with 12, and Everybody else got in there at some point, uh, except Peter Hewitt. 
for the first game. But he did get in against South Carolina State. He had two minutes. But the minutes were way less way less spread out that game. So a lot of people played, but they kind of kept it towards the same kind of nine people, uh, which is cool. Kind of narrowing it down a little bit game by game. Frank Haith came out and said he was going to start tapering that down. Uh, wouldn't give a date on when he would kind of settle into those that nine-man rotation. Little Rock. That, uh, little Rock. Yeah, it's I think. Gotta, it's got to be Little Rock. Little Rock is actually not bad. Like, no, we, we played them. That, yeah. We lost yeah. to them two years ago. In 2016, they beat us. So. They, they made the tournament a couple years ago and yeah. upset. That's why we want to have, 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 have it narrowed it down yeah. by that game. Yeah. Because that's going to be yeah. a huge. That's the ramp up to Nevada. Exactly. Yeah. Down Nevada. Yeah. It's like maybe a little bit of a ramp. So should like, we talk about that? Who do we want our rotation to be? Yeah, so I'm not sold on Jackson starting. I don't think Haith is either, based on the minutes he's I'm played like so the far. Opposite, I'm sell Jackson. Get take yeah. him off the five, starting five. I don't think anybody's he's sold. Like, on that's not the opposite. That's what I said. No, you, you said, said you're, you're not, not sold. sold. Yeah, I'm like selling. selling. That's definitely not the opposite. But it's, <laughs> yeah, I want to say it's the opposite. It's like the opposite of not though. Yeah. So I'll say like the I'm not not sold. Yeah. Don't take him off the starting five. <laughs> yeah. So we I think we all you agree. He's done like very little to nothing on offense so far. He yeah. had a zero offensive rating against uh, South Carolina State, which means, so offensive rating is how many points your team would score over 100 possessions. So if there are five Darian Jackson out there, Tulsa would have scored zero <laughs> points. He's not out there to play offense, though. He's out there to be a pounding defender. And that's just like Tim Pete, whenever he would like three or four years ago, he was a good guy to have on the court all the Tim time. Tim Pete could shoot. Oh, I don't know about that. Yeah. I'd like to see a shooting percentage. I don't think so. I will look that up. But I remember Tim Pete being a decent standstill shooter. All right. <laughs> Maybe he was. And, um, yeah, but also, we're unlike that team, I know you're talking about, but that team also had a bunch of small guards who couldn't really, like, weren't, like, good at guarding wings. So Tim Pete just guarded anybody. Yeah. And now we have Daquan Jeffries. We have Dry Horn. We have Zeke Moore. We have these much bigger guys yeah. who can kind of do that. And Dry then, Horn's not going to be out on the perimeter defending anybody. He's a he slow. Can, he's a slower guy than Jeffries. He's a slower horn, but he can like hang on the perimeter. Tim, I'm, you're right. He shouldn't be guarding like yeah. a guard or anything. But like Tim Pete, every his shooting was 38 percent um, overall over his four years. But after, so his freshman year was like 25, and then it went 40, like 35, 45. What was his three point shooting his senior year specifically? Uh, 32. Yeah. Okay. So not great. I'll give you that one token. <laughs> All right. Um, but still better than than Jackson. Well, it's been two games, you know. So I I, I agree you with you. Tell him I'm, not, I'm like I'm mostly I'm mostly debating this just for There's... talking points. Like I agree with you that he probably shouldn't start, but I like him as if he's in there to be the role playing like very quick defender that we put on their best offensive player as long as he's not a big guy. I would like that. On I'm the, good with that. I would like that off the bench. I would like yeah. to have as many sure. shooters as possible around Taplin to drive. No, I agree. I agree with you. And then yeah. if they have a guy who's going to be going off and we can't stop him, put put Jackson on. Yeah, him. and I also think I think Jordan is a really good defensive guard. In that because he's similar size to yep, Jackson, right. he's not nearly as quick and like yeah. Jackson's better, but Joyner can hold his own. Yeah, back to your point about who I want to see in there. That's that's who I want. I want to see Taplin and Joyner. I want to see Joyner at the shooting guard instead of the backup point guard spot. Taplin at the point guard. Zeke Moore hasn't really proved himself, but I like him in there as the as another shooting option. Jeffries he, and Igbanu. Zeke Moore is a good role player in my opinion. I think it's going to take him like we all we all heard the hype about he can shoot. Yeah, I think it's going to take him a couple just a little bit to start getting his three point stroke. He hasn't I, even he's he's just got to start taking them. Exactly, like, he's yeah. not even shooting any. I think we're not doing. We're getting Jeffrey's good looks at three. Yeah, man, he's looking so good. He's he's looking it's like awesome. our best shooter. Yeah. Um, but if we get like if we just start moving Zeke Moore off the ball more and get him some open looks, he had a couple in the corner. I think he airballed one in the first game. He's been kind of scared to take him after that. Like just keep shooting, dude. Yeah, I just know. have faith right. in him. Like just keep. That's why I think our first game was so bad because uh, Dryhorn took our most threes. Yeah, right. So like, people were like, they're taking yeah. too many threes, blah, blah, blah. The wrong people were taking threes. Yeah. Uh, Moore, Jeffries, Scott, Taplin, Joyner. If those, guys are, if, if those guys are taking our threes, those are good three-point shots. Yeah, and it remains to be seen on Carita still. Like, he hasn't played very much at all, and the one time he did shoot a three in this last game at least, he, he airballed, airballed it, it, which is a bummer. He had a good um, first game, though. He had a good first game, but again, yeah. if... So like he's a real role player as well. Hate like, said he's going to cut down the rotation, and yeah. I just don't see Karita like, being a top nine guy. Yeah, that's the sad part. I, I think so too because I like him out there, but he's just not he's not making them as much. I mean, he just hasn't had the minutes in there either. He played seven minutes against South Carolina State, and he played he played nineteen though against Alcorn. So that's because uh, Jefferson foul trouble. Yeah, I don't know. I could see him being one of the guys who who ends up not playing very much. Who else do you think might get cut out of that rotation? Um, I think Here's it's gonna come. Hewitt. 
He's not. Yeah, he's not even in that. Red, he's not even in the. In so, but yes. who won't get cut out? Falcons got to play. Yes. He's our backup center. Yeah. Um, I think his minutes might go down because Hayes did say in, in the press conference they will look at putting Horn at the five more and going small. Yeah, right. Which I like. Just cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think the last spot to fight for it. Like, so who do we have? Let's go. Like count to your eight. That okay. You're, so you're saying. sorry. Jeffries, Taplin, Joyner, Igbanu, Horn, Scott, Moore, Falcon. You get one more, right, between yeah. Barnes, Carita, and Jackson. So Barnes and Jackson are similar. Oh, it's got to be Jack- Jackson, absolutely. If he's not in that original eight. Because he's, like, Chris Barnes, I've not been impressed with at all. I know you like him a little bit, Pat, but I like he hasn't shown me. He's been horrible on offense. Yeah, but who's but the better Darian defender? Jackson's also bad. It's arguably... It's it, Jackson. Mm, I think. Yeah, I think Jackson's better, but I don't think Chris Barnes is far off. And the other thing Chris Barnes can do is dribble. Not really. Darian Jackson, yes. Chris Barnes has been just as out of control Darian as Jackson. Jackson does not take, t- takes two dribbles and loses the ball. <laughs> so I feel like that's how Chris Barnes has been too. No. He, he makes, I don't like Chris Barnes either because he catches the ball and he doesn't pass a shoot. He does it between the legs dribble right. and passes it back yeah. to the same guy. Chris Barnes has a better defensive rating. He does. That's right. Yeah. yeah, so far. He's also probably not guarding as uh, that's not talented possible. people. So, okay, after we answer this question, there's another thing I want to talk about. Um, See, I love like these teams. You want like the eighth guy should be or the ninth guy should be a role player. Yeah. And I feel like Karita does all the role player stuff. He does. Yeah. He is Mr. So, role player. So it's like because he's look, a smart. He's a smart basketball guy. Because like, it's just good to watch him on the court. If you throw it to the corner and Chris Barnes or Darren Jackson catches the ball, you don't send a defender out there. Yeah. If Lost Karita's out there, you send a defender. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's my argument for Karita. Yep, I could see him and too. He's, he's so not Karita over Barnes and Jackson. Yes, and the the one thing, and he's not such a horrible defender where it hurts you. Yeah, it's just hard. I can't see I can't see Haith doing that with starting Jackson. I feel like he's got to be in the rotation somewhere, getting the first two starts of the year. Like maybe maybe like way down the line, he's not in it anymore. But for sure, this first half of the season, he's well, going to be in there. Would we agree that Jackson for sure has the most potential out of the three? He was the uh, highest rated. Yeah, probably just because he's, he's the, the longest. Guy. Isn't it? Was he a sophomore? Yeah. True sophomore? This He's year? a true yeah. sophomore, okay. yeah. Um, Karita's a sophomore or a junior? I think Karita's a junior. Okay. Uh, and Barnes is a freshman. But... No, he's not a freshman. He's a transfer. He's like a junior. Oh, he is a transfer. You're right. Yeah. Uh, man, it's hard. It's it's going to come down between those three. I'm not sure yet. So, like, the, I was about to say, the one thing we have been doing great so far is defense. Yeah, for sure. It's been a uh, lockdown. You either watch the game like yesterday against South Carolina State, maybe three shots I saw that weren't contested. Nice. So it just everywhere, like they, they swing the ball around, they switch it up a lot, they go from man to zone, they do yep. like matchup zone, like you're saying yep. before the season. I like that because you, you keep the offense, you don't know what they're doing. I don't know who's coaching. Like, I don't know if this is Hay System or one of his assistants that they put in, but they've been doing really good. And obviously, we have the athletes to like pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeffries and Igbanu, great on defense. Taplin, really good. He's shifty. Yeah. He's, so, he's so quick. He gets those steals. He kind of gets behind there. Um, he's not as good a man. Zeke Moore, long. Gets his, his long arms there. Every, like, this, we're just a long team. And it's really nice to see. And yeah. It's awesome. Like, the know. fact we're having this conversation, our team is so deep this year. Like, we can go down the bench and just have good players coming off all the time, which is really cool. Yeah. The one thing I'd say, though, I, we no, I'd say we agree on this. We are We are very deep. But our top like four are so much better yeah. than the the rest. Right. That you want to see them get more minutes. You're saying Taplin, Jeffries, Igbanu, join who? Join. Oh yeah, yeah, true. Joiner might not even start, which is crazy. We yeah. gotta have him in there. I know. And another thing, we obviously want Joiner and Taplin to get more minutes together. Yeah. I think they played like they played maybe five possessions together. That's not. It's, that's like barely a minute. Dude, it's just so dynamic if both those guys are in there. There's so many more things we can do having another good ball handler who can also shoot threes. Like, they're very similar players. Yes. Taplin and Joyner. It's, like, it's really cool. And when me and Matt sat together for the Alcorn State game, and Matt's whole complaint the first half, which is 100% warranted, was they just pass the ball around the perimeter. Yeah. And they don't do anything. And I think part of that was because they knew we only had one guy who could really, like, drive and do something. Like, yep. Curtin's got as much as he can do in some stuff. When he drives, I feel like it's oh man, what's going on? It's a little bit wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but Joyner and Taplin, if they can penetrate and kick out or hit Ibano in the post, hit Ibano or hit Jeffries on oh, Jeffries baseline cuts. Yeah. for dunks. Right. 
shoot that shit into my veins. Yeah. I love that. Had the had a couple oops off that off that kind of stuff last he, year. Yeah. Oh man, the second one I think would have been even better. He barely missed it. Oh, the missed oop. Yeah, yeah. the missed oop was so right. good. Oh, and then like goes from the oop. Then they're waiting for the oop on the next one. It hits them in the corner for the three. <laughs> Gosh, so good. It's just so and amazing. he nails it. Yeah. Do you see? I what? I think I saw the stat against South Carolina State. Taplin, when he was on the floor, eighty-one percent of the field goals he yeah. assisted. Right. It's so good. Yeah, ten assists, no turnovers against South Carolina State. Ten assists. Like American Conference tweeted about him and how how good of a game. Yeah, ten assists is a lot for college. Yeah, it's cool. So I'd love to see love to see some Taplin Joiner dynamic plays happening out there taplin just has like complete i mean it looks like um what is it like the flash or whatever when he's like in super speed version and everything <laughs> slow-mo yeah, around him. Right. that's what it feels like a taplin everything's yeah, just so slow for him yep i agree there's yeah. that one pass against alcorn that we we saw clearly because it was like directly across the court but he like put it through three defenders right <laughs> for, bond, for, right for, bond yeah. for an easy two points nice that was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, he pulls off some really cool, really great passes. And he just makes a smart pass. He gets, like, really good entry passes to Ibano in the post. Ibano gets easy layups off of those. Also, man, the mo- I think the best pass this season so far was still Jeffries, Tuke, Lawson, Carita. But then Lawson, Carita blew the layup. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. I watched the replay of the game. And the camera angle it had, it, freaking, it was a thread. It was a needle through a thread. Oh, man. From Jeffries? Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Yeah, I am pulling for you, Karita man, but you gotta gotta make the plays. When he's in, he's always in the right places because he knows he he's a smart basketball player. But gotta gotta get the buckets, you know. So are we in agreement that we'd Matt? Would you say you want Joiner to take the starting spot too? Yeah. Yeah, Frank Hate over over Jackson. 100%. Yeah, Frank Hate, if you're listening, please. Please play. But then do we want more there in the starting spot? Because he's getting he had the most minutes against South Carolina State. Yeah. Little production. Like I'm I'm fi- I'm happy with him starting, but I don't know if I would he's say gonna we don't, end we don't up need there. to move him yet, but maybe we you wrap around next week and if nothing's changed, you switch it out. But Yeah. Well, if if he yeah. he's still a threat and if he like starts developing that For shot, sure. yeah. then it's like all right, good. And he plays really good defense. Yeah, and it I mean he, he gets a couple assists. I mean he's still he, 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 yeah, he's, he's, got a, he's got a presence. He's does an he pl- underrated player. Does he play good defense? He does. 65 defensive just, rating in the second game. He just it's, looks kind of awkward, like, running around out there as, like, his body type. But, like, maybe he's getting it done. I don't he know. He doesn't get, like, the blocks and steals and filling stats, but he's in the right place. Okay. And he's yeah. athletic enough to make... Like, he's more athletic than uh, Karita. Yeah. So sure. he can make more plays on defense. Mm-hmm. And the length. I don't... They don't list wingspan, but I would yeah. guess he has one of the better wingspans for his height on right. the team. It's really, once that three starts hitting, he's the perfect role player for yeah. that starting lineup. Agreed. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, I'm hoping we can we can see that pretty soon rather than later. Oh, another thing. Sorry, Rihanna. But, uh, another one. Another one. Uh, Frank Haith. I texted these guys. Frank Haith had some good comments at his uh, press conference. I was happy with <laughs> You're saying I texted these guys. Like, I texted Frank Haith. No, yeah, right. I texted. I, texted nice. I, I know where you live, Frank Haith. Um, <laughs> these guys beat us. But he said, one, cutting down the rotation, and also uh, we're going to see more Jeffries and Horn. Yeah, at the same right, playing at the same time. I don't know if I said that already, but um, I don't think so. Yeah, so you see one smaller lineups, Hornet center, then also Jeffries at the three, which I think Jeffries is better on offense at the four, but he's a better defender at the three. So that'll be uh, good lineups for us. So I'm just yeah, put like we haven't seen our five best players play together yet, and hopefully, you, Little Rock, Little Rock. I hope we see our five best players play together. Yeah. I hate that our next game is like Friday at noon. Yeah, who's got, I can't go to that. It's Cal I, Baptist. I know, but like we're season we're season ticket holders and we can't go to this game. Can't just like skip out on work. I know, it yeah. sucks. I mean even if we so the small lineup you're saying would be Horn instead of Igbano? Yeah. So like that's not much smaller, honestly. He's like Igbano is six eight, Horn is six seven. Uh Horn's got more of a small I guess more of a small game because he can shoot. I mean I saw Igbano hitting some Hitting some shots, at least in warm-ups and stuff. He was, uh, he was everybody like, hits warm Yeah, Ibano is he did, close. He definitely has... Yeah, I think Horn... Yeah, you're probably right. Has more of the yeah. more of a jumper. And he can go off the dribble. So he, yeah, turn, if, if he they turns close out, out too much, though. Who? Horn. He did in the first game. He's better in the second one. Yeah. But he was also less aggressive in the second game, which I think... Yeah, we'll see. He's not getting... So do you want, do you want more aggressiveness but more turnovers? I feel like that's... No, I want, want. I want less aggressiveness... That's, I'd rather. And then is is he like know. is he as good if he's not aggressive or is he a lot like more subdued kind of player? No, he's he kind of he kind of gets his buckets where he gets them. Like Taplin can find him. So if we've got Igbano and Horn in there, 
then we'll have it would be the ideal five. I guess would be Taplin, Igbanu, Horn, then who? Zeke Moore still? No, I'd say ideal five. Take Igbanu out for Horn. No, take Horn out. No, I'm saying no, no, no. I'm uh, saying if, if they're you, in together, yeah, who are the other said three? More Taplin, Horn. Who else does he put around those two? Frank Haith said he wanted Taplin to play with Horn. No, no, no I'm he saying, wanted no. Jeffries Jeff, to play with Horn. Jeffries with Horn. Who's oh, the other three? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I probably this is my bad. Probably Zeke Moore, Joiner, and Taplin. Yeah. Or maybe Kern Scott, um, instead of Moore. Okay. So no Igbanu. Yeah, for the small lineup. Okay. But if that if we if we go small, we definitely have to push the pace and run more, which we pace. don't like to do. The hell is pace? <laughs> It's like a salsa. It's not very good. <laughs> yeah. We're like 285th right. in the country in pace. And that's just the way Hafe plays. I mean, I don't like it, but I understand it. It definitely helps on defense. Yeah. Um, it's just is it is a season ticket holder. It's not as fun to watch. <laughs> right. Um, but they were very fun in the second half. Like if you get, I love anytime you see Jeffries put his finger in the air. <laughs> yeah. Expect something awesome to happen. <laughs> I know. You just run around like that all the yeah. time. Um, also, oh yeah, go ahead. But I say without even his best dunk might have been against Alcorn State on in transition the uh, tap oh, yeah. over was, the guy yeah, and Jeffries awesome. just like skied <laughs> up and got that. Oh yep. man, Curran Scott's another guy who's been like consistently pretty good. <laughs> He's been always in, kind of in the right place, making some good plays. Not going to be a starter, it doesn't seem like, uh, but like a nice guy to have off the bench. I like him better as the six man role. Uh, yeah. yeah, me too. Um, that's why because if you if you, we were talking, I think he was the other candidate for the two guard. Yeah. But I definitely think he's better as a six man. And, I mean, if, if Moore doesn't end up taking off, I could see Scott getting the starting spot instead of Moore, possibly. Dude's got it. That's true, yeah. One, his free throws will go up. He's a yeah. career like 85% <laughs> shooter. He will start making his free throws. Better go up. Unless he has some sort of the yips. Because me and Tobin were watching, and he had like first first free throw every time, perfect switch. Second free throw, rim. It like Every time. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's a good three point shooter. Um, my thing is just. Don't drive as much. Don't dribble as much. If you get the ball, shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Shoot the three. You have such a pretty stroke. You are so good. At, like, that is such a pretty shot. Shoot the three. Please sidestep. Don't take a step forward. Yes. That's also an argument that me and Matt <laughs> have against Token. Yeah. So the argument is that even if a guy is running at him, take the three instead of taking the dribble forward and shooting a jumper. Because if you, that shot, the one dribble forward is just as hard as the three-point shot, but you yeah. get one less point. Just as just as hard. Not quite as hard. Percentage it's a little wise, bit easier. Percentage shot. Percentage-wise, it's, it's like, like the same. It's, like, <laughs> it's essentially negligible if you look at it. It's just like the stats. Yeah, but sidestepping also throws off your momentum because you're going sideways and you got to regather yourself before you take that shot. If you just pump fake and you take a dribble forward, you're in rhythm and you take a rhythm shot. Well, that's why you practice. you got to teach it. Yeah, every, it's, just, it's a harder shot. Because basketball players that's are why people to take, take the dribble forward, but... You watch like the NBA, NBA guys are now taught to do the sidestep, and Curtin Scott, Frank Hayes should teach him to do sidestep. <laughs> I don't know if it's as easy as just Frank Hayes saying, "Hey, do this thing," instead well, of your practice it. Yeah, constantly right. practice is what I'm saying. Or even so, he doesn't have to take the sidestep. If he pump fakes, I know I said not to drive, but the the thing to do is either pump fake and I'd say go to the rim, get fouled, or get a layup, or do another kick out because penetration causes chaos. Because if you're gonna set, if you're gonna settle for two, you're more likely to get something. Moving toward like moving towards, towards the rim. rim. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't I don't have the hate against the mid range jumper like the stats tell you. I don't I don't think it's as bad as that. It's not hate, it's just cold hard numbers. <laughs> yeah. They tell me what to numbers do. Numbers ruins. But you know when you, when you no they don't. <laughs> when you when you watch the game though too, it's like it's clear, like we talk about we hate the around the perimeter passing. Penetration is like the key to our offense. Yeah, for sure. Because it's even if you don't get the layup the this, the kickout passes finding a bono where finding at the center a bono falcon in the paint like that's what we need is the penetration and yep. I think Zeke Moore had a foot on the line and took it too <laughs> yeah and that like that kind of stuff it's like why just look where your feet are right. and take a step back yeah some of those things you can't control like he he's not gonna stop and you know look at his feet or whatever but well it's, it's I know more, I know what you're saying but yeah. you play it's basketball just, but you have a feel you can have a feel where yeah, you stop you should sure. you know where the lines are yeah another thing like. Was it South Carolina? I can't remember which one of them. Played zone against us like the whole game. And I think it was Alcorn. And the whole time, like, we have a guy kind of going around the key looking to get the ball, like, on the yeah, elbows. Yeah, that's how you play zone. I know. Yeah. And, like, we just never got it to him against Alcorn. South Carolina State played zone against us for parts of the game. We got it to him all game. And that's why we were just taken off. Uh, but when we don't get it in there, that's when those stupid just pass around the side. Don't pass it into Horn or whoever's out on the elbow. We just it just has that's the key to his own offense is breaking inside the zone. Yeah, breaking 
Um, another thing I noticed, I know you don't do it as much against the zone, but we set very little screens. Yeah. But still, in even against the zone, a screen can open up a guy. It can, oh, yeah, it can sure. cause the zone. Like, right. we need to... There just needs to be movement inside somehow. There needs to be movement inside, and more than one guy. We don't need four guys around the perimeter. Like, there can be one guy, then cutters around him, yeah. and just kind of... You don't need to stand in one spot and pass, like, with, like you know, kind of like a, have two guys in the corner and there's two cross cuts. Yeah. Like, stuff like that. Like, it, it confuses the defense. Yeah, for sure. And I remember one time we did, like, a... It was one of Taplin's drives against Alcorn. So Dryhorn was at the ba- was at the bottom under the basket. He ran to the top of the three point line. Defender got confused, tried to chase him, and Taplin noticed that, then drove, yeah, and the nice. other defender went with him too, and he got an easy layup. Right. Just like this movement like that confuses the defense, and we did more of that in the second game, which I'm happy to see. Yeah. But off ball movement and screen setting really just opens up your game so much more. For sure. Especially for a guy like Taplin who could basically do whatever he wants. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I'm excited to see what we do. Uh, this week we don't have a, a huge opponent. We're playing How Cal, dare Cal Baptist. You? Cal Baptist, first year in D1 basketball. They came from D2. Uh, they are in the, what is it? The, they came from the Pacific West Conference. They're in the Western Athletic Conference now. Um, transitioned on July 1st of this year. So actually their first year in, in D1. Uh, they play ORU on Tuesday before we play them on Friday, so we'll see how they do against Oral Roberts. They're doing the Tulsa tour, I guess. Should we go to that game, guys? You know, scout it out. <laughs> scout it out. Have a in-depth look at at Cal Baptist. We'll put out a special episode of the show. <laughs> Probably not. But they won their opener by 16, 87 to 71, and uh, I don't know. We've I'm not not too worried about this one. But next week we've got Little Rock and Nevada, which will be a big time. Um, that's a big week. Like Little Rock's not a pushover, and like we were saying, by then hopefully we've got our real rotation and down. That is like a legit Final Four yeah, contender. Absolutely, they're number seven in the country right now. Yeah, smoked their first two games. You know they're not a, they're not playing anybody. Caleb huge. Martin's averaging twenty one right now, the yeah. best player. Right. Yeah, that's gonna be scary. It'll be awesome. That's that's in Nevada. That's for that's that tournament. Las Vegas. Thing. So Nevada's Vegas. in Reno. Yeah, that's a neutral site for sure. Yeah, it's a, yeah neutral site game. <laughs> um, like our Kansas State neutral site game last year that was in uh, Kansas City or whatever. It was, yeah. in, it was in Kansas. Why? How did we get? How did we get a neutral side against Kansas City, and then they're playing at Tulsa? Like, how did we not do a home and home? I don't know. Are you sure it wasn't home and home? I can't remember, but it sounds like it no, was last home. year. Yeah. No, last year was totally a neutral site in Kansas, but uh, it wasn't in Manhattan, which is where Kansas State is. I'm surprised we don't do more neutral sites, and like, well, we we cannot do neutral sites close to us because the only place we can get a good number of fans is Tulsa. Yeah. But no, I'm excited. Like, I well. I think Little Rock will be the first actual yep. game that we can see what our team's made of. For sure, I agree. And I, don't, I mean, it's I don't know if Little Rock is as good as they have been in years past, but probably. You but know, they're they better probably... than like these teams are playing. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Um, so, what's your your faith and hate meter looking oh. like this week? Um, Sounds like you're going up a little bit. At least just just a, based based on what you said this episode. Based on his quotes. I'm going on like Palm Sunday now, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Instead of just Easter and Christmas? Yeah, like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm pushing it. Like you know, Ash Wednesday, I'm there. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, those are those are important Catholic holidays for most, <laughs> I guess most of Oklahoma isn't Catholic. Uh, where am I? So I was disconcerting starts. I don't like the slow starts. I don't like the huge rotation, but obviously he's just kind of testing guys and seeing who can play. I mean, because you, you can't do this kind of stuff in practice. Uh, it's really hard for me to alter unless we beat Cal Baptist by 50 until the Little Rock game. Yeah. So I'm going to have to stay around just like, you know, my twice a year go to church uh, faith. Yeah. Fair enough. But he's saying good. Th- he's saying good things in the press conference. You're thinking I about mean, going more often. I'm thinking about going more often. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of my faith... Right now is more in Taplin and Jeffries, and Ibano. Ibano's underrated, having a really good year so far. Yep. Um, but yeah, hey, I'm, not, I'm when I watch games, I'm not like Frank Hayes. You're an idiot. I'm like, I'm like, okay, we're doing things all right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not like Jesus Christ. What's happening? It's, uh, the first game I did notice our under the basket play was the same every time. Was it? Yeah. Second game, he switched it up because Daquan Jeffries got that little layup under the basket. Uh, Taplin found him. Nice. But yeah, first game, every single time, it was like we did the exact same motion and they stole a ball on one. So, that But still, that doesn't waver my faith so much. But yeah, yeah I'm, I'm the exact same okay. right now. I think Little Rock will be my first test. And if we beat Nevada, freaking, I'll be, <laughs> I'll be handing out, I'll be like that lady outside like um, 
Uh, I won't say that. <laughs> okay. You know what I'm talking about? I have to work like the state fair every year, and there's a lady who stands out with like a big picture of Jesus, like just on the corner. It's going, <laughs> yeah. it's going, it's going crazy. Like, everybody, everybody, everybody. That's me. I'll be standing I'll be standing on the, the corner Hape of the picture of Frank <laughs> yeah. Hafe. Yeah. Nice. Frank Hafe is my false idol. When was, uh, I'm trying to think when we, do we have a ranked win? In the last couple of years, Wichita State, State when they were right. number nine. But yeah, that was, that was like, huge. Wichita State's down year. Mm-hmm. How many years ago was that? Uh, two, that or, was two or three, three years ago. ago. It was a year after I graduated. Yeah. Okay. And then we beat Creighton the year before when they were nineteen, but Creighton, they ended up being pretty having bad. a bad year. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Wait, the same year we beat Wichita State, we beat SMU at SMU. Were they yeah, so no, no, because we didn't have a. I didn't think we had a good win. Yes, we did. That was uh, that was the win because they ended up not being ranked Wichita State at the end of the year, right? And SMU yeah. was ranked, but they had sanctions, so they couldn't play in the right. tournament. Yeah. Oh, that's the game James Woodard hit 10 threes. No, that was a different. That was a year before. At SMU? And we lost. We lost when Woodard hit 10 yeah. threes. Oh, yeah. we beat him the next year at yeah. SMU? Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Well, maybe this will be the year because we'll have a chance at Nevada. They, we'll have a chance at Kansas State. They can't, and... they can't let an undefeated team not in the tournament. That's true. <laughs> yeah, good point. Uh, if you extrapolate to the rest of the season, we will not lose a game. I mean, makes sense to me. Yeah. You see, Oklahoma State Stats lost their Oklahoma State lost their op- their home opener to who? To Charlotte. In, where uh, that's in, where Kern Scott transferred from yeah, in yeah. overtime, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's actually, no, that's actually not good for us. I don't think it was overtime. I know it's bad. Yeah, but, uh, sucks, which is a bummer. Um, is anybody else? Is Utah looking good? That's our. Uh, so I, I have to scale it back now. I think I said like five teams. It looks like three teams who could get us into the tournament. Yeah, Utah, Utah's one and zero. Nevada and K State look good. Okay, State Dayton, not so much. Low. Houston's looking good. Yeah, dude. They won by like 50 yeah. or something, 48. Yeah. yeah Cincinnati's looking at it. Just a powerhouse Alabama A&M. But Wichita State dropped their opener, and then they beat Providence. Yeah. Who's, you know, they're a pretty good team. So. Wichita State's going to be, <laughs> man, I mean, who they lose? Shamit is going to be a big loss. Yeah, it's it's a big so loss. good for them. They lost like four of their starters last year. I think. Yeah, McDuffie's the only one back. Yeah, but he's killing it this year. Was it, they lose? He killed it against Providence. Providence in Wichita or in Rhode Island. I don't know. So that's a big difference. Yeah, it's a Q two win. Yeah, as opposed to Q one. Right? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, oh, I just aware Matt Rectine is our expert on quadrants. If you have any question about a quadrant in general, not even college basketball related, just email <laughs> Matt Rectine at mrectine69 at yahoo.com. <laughs> that's why they call me rectangles. Uh, I just <laughs> learned this this week. Kern Scott and Daquan Jeffries went to the same high school. Oh, yeah. They played in high school. I, I had no idea. It was so cool. That makes sense because they're both OKC guys. Yeah, I didn't realize. Yeah. Super awesome. Yeah. All right, moving on. Do we want to cover anything else with basketball? I think, I think we literally sport. talked about everything possible. Probably. So, which is a good thing because yeah. I like basketball. Basketball is way more fun to talk about already than football was the entire season, except for maybe the first week. I was so hyped that first week. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. Man, I was, I was just like a little kid with like a lot of like, like a little, <laughs> little spinny beanie hat. So, <laughs> when you said we were going to make the national championship? Yeah. I'm not off. I wasn't that far off. <laughs> we had a road, Matt. We had a road to the ship. Yeah. If freaking Nate Walker doesn't miss all those field goals, Texas, what, Texas is like the greatest... Big 12 team ever? Not yeah, our, our out-of-conference schedule would have been Are they? They're still UCF, ranked, right? Though. Yeah, I think Texas will be in the championship game. They're not. Not, not if West Virginia wins out. Yeah, it'd be West Virginia, OU. No, Do they, have, they need help because West Virginia would they, have to lose to OU and one other game, I think. Who else did Texas lose to? West Virginia, Iowa, uh, Maryland, and OU. No. Uh, Was it Te- Iowa State? Baylor. No, Texas Tech. So they have two no, Big they, 12 they losses. Beat Texas. Yeah, they have two Big 12. Okay. West I think Virginia it was Iowa State. Has, West Virginia has one. and oh, I know you have one. Yeah. I still want to see Iowa State it could be. It could be. It's going to be OU, Iowa State, and, and West Virginia, two of those three. Okay. I did see, though, that uh, the Ameri- the top five, or it was like top eight teams from the American compared to the top eight teams in the ACC, A- ACC yeah. in S&P rankings, like, Identical. Yeah. Like, pretty cool. I thought that was... It was interesting. Um, I I think that's because the ACC, like, NC State, Syracuse, Pitt, they're all super overrated. Like, they're not very good. Yeah, right. I know. That's what I'm saying. And, like, them and then... the second best? Yeah. They gotta be. They just got blown out by Clemson, and NC State lost to Wake Forest. So, it's gonna be Clemson and Syracuse is the top two. And then... It's just gonna be Clemson. Like who does Pitt, who so, does, for the championship? It's like we're right there with the Close. ACC, and then who el- Who does oh, uh, okay. who does Pac twelve right, have? We're right Washington there, State, but the ACC. Yeah, like, besides, like total, we're probably on on par with the Pac twelve too, right? No. Clemson, like 
skews the ACC a lot because Clemson could probably beat anybody in our conference by a lot. I mean, probably, but that's yeah. one team. I know, but, but I'm saying skews it. But they're, they're yeah, like it they're, skews, being the number two team skews them a lot. Yeah, for sure. Also, the Pac-12 like, has a conference. So Washington State's top right now, but still they, like they Stanford, Stanford, Stanford Oregon. Is pretty I, don't know. I think Oregon we stack was up pretty with good. Them. Washington's still pretty good. Colorado had was decent at the beginning. The Pac-12 South kind of sucks. Utah was good, but they're kind of tearing each other apart. But yeah, the North Wazoo, Washington, and Oregon are pretty good. Yeah, I'm not saying we're better. I'm saying no. it, it's a competitive conference. Pac-12 is always the weakest conference. Pac-12 always yeah. has like a bunch of nine and three teams. They never make the right. playoff because of that. Yeah. And then Big Ten has Michigan and Ohio State and Northwestern. <laughs> Northwestern won their division. Yeah, Northwestern yeah, uh, playing in the championship game. <laughs> uh, anyway, so speaking of the American Conference, my tweet of the week uh, this week is from at College Game Day, and College Game Day is finally going to Orlando to Orlando, watch the UCF game. I love you, Orlando. <laughs> so, you guys are not big Book of Mormon fans. Sorry, good musical. Anyways, uh, UCF is playing Cincinnati, who's ranked in the AP, but I don't think they're ranked on the college football rankings still. But now that they're playing college game day this week, I am almost positive that they will be in the in the college football rankings this time. So we're going to hopefully have two ranked teams, college game day, American conference game. That's super cool. Hot take, I don't think that the college football playoff committee looks at who's on game day. I, I, bet, I would bet you, I'll bet you $25, $50 maybe, uh, that, um, that Cincinnati is ranked on the playoff rankings this week. Were they at least a Tuesday? Yep. This is we're recording as of Sunday, podcast listeners. I don't like to they get, they get helped out that is severe like, addiction. All the, all the other like non the group of five teams like ended up losing. Like Fresno State lost to Boise, Utah State. Is like, yeah, I mean they don't, they don't want they to bet. I don't know who lost. They don't do res, they don't do like receiving votes for the CFP rankings, do they? No, they don't release like in the AP. Like, they I, in yeah. my mind, there's zero chance that they're not ranked this time. It's all like college game day. They want it to be a big build game. They not. It's not. If it's a UCF team against an unranked American team, that's way less appealing than two ranked teams. So you're saying big game day affects the rankings? Yeah, absolutely. It does. It's uh, like they want people to watch the game. If there's two ranked teams, more people are going to watch it. We'll see, but they also like the storyline of like the like the American constantly complaining like we're a power six, blah 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 blah. It'd be really bad if UCF lost this week. I know it would be the worst. It would suck a lot on game day. Everybody's watching. They lose. They're gonna hear a never ending. It's never gonna stop. But I am excited that the American Conference has a game day. I think the last time American had a game day was Temple Notre Dame two years ago. Something they had one, and I think it was two years ago. It was Temple versus Notre Dame, and Temple lost, but it was a good game. It's really fun. So, looking forward to that. So, on to shout-outs. I have one this week, and it's for Tulsa Volleyball. They had their last home game today, as of Sunday when we're recording, and it was at 1 o'clock for Houston, so right before we did this, uh, they ended up sweeping Houston on Senior Day, uh, which is really cool. So, I think they're 18-9 and nine on the season now, which is a real solid season. Tulsa Volleyball doing well, as they as they usually do. So, I think the, are they still third in the conference? Probably. I haven't checked. Okay. Um, but they lost to like Cincinnati, which really hurt. Yeah. And then they lost to SMU, so they might have dropped to fourth because they were tied for third before that. Yeah, but good win against Houston. Uh, real cool to see them still doing well. So nice job, Tulsa Volleyball. I've got one. Uh, so the men's cross-country team competed in the NCAA Midwest Regionals this week. Nice. They finished third, uh, which was just outside of an auto bid to the NCAA championships, but they received an at-large bid. And so they will be competing in the championships on uh, Saturday the 17th, so week, two weeks from yesterday. No, a week from yesterday? Yeah, this Saturday. <laughs> all right. Sorry, day's getting all out of whack. Uh, this is the ninth time, ninth time we've competed in the championships in school history, and all of those have happened in the last 12 years. Nice. So yeah, that's it's crazy. been 2007, <laughs> yeah, 8, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 18. Like 17 was like the one, like we missed it. It was like a big deal, but now we're back. Yeah. Back again. Very nice. Want to call it a show? All right. Uh, If you like the show, tell a friend about it. We'd really appreciate it. If you have a question about Tulsa Sports or anything you want us to address on the show, uh, we'll answer that during the next episode. We are at Golden Hurricast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can email us that question at thegoldenhurricast at gmail.com. Or tweet at us. Also... Uh, everybody should follow. Uh, we'll tweet it out, but we're now part of the 
oh, yeah. American Athletic Conference blogger poll for basketball. Oh, yeah. Super excited about that. So we'll get to vote in that. So we'll retweet it. But I think Houston, uh, their podcast, the Scott Scott and Holman podcast. podcast. Uh, they release it, so. So, are we all in agreement that we'll put Tulsa one every week, <laughs> put the other top teams at the bottom to skew the rankings, right. so Tulsa gets you know no. higher? Uh, no, we got to be fair. We got to be good representatives. Uh, fair, <laughs> fine. All right. Remember to subscribe on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. Thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you. Talk to you next week. Stay golden. Hurricane.